This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome to Mother. No, it's Mother. Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time we rewrite the Mud Her Code. Hi, and welcome to Mud Her, rewriting the Mother Code with me, Dr. Gertrude Lyons. Well, I'm going to do some, some solos. Yeah, I love my interviews. I tend to not be able to stop talking because I love my guests. So these solos, I'm hoping will be a little, you know, some quicker bites easily digestible, but hopefully fun, informative, and bringing all the things. So I don't know, something hit me recently. Uh, I was think I was in a conversation with somebody. I'm trying to recall actually, like when this just was like, wait, why do I apologize when I use the word or the phrase woo-woo, right? And it's, that's what we do now, right? Oh, that's a woo-woo or, well, you know, Sorry, but this is kind of woo-woo. So have you ever caught yourself apologizing for something being too woo-woo, too out there, or new agey? So I want to talk about that because here's what hit me, and then we can dig into it a little bit more. So what is woo-woo, right? I mean, that might mean something, you know, there's probably a continuum of woo-woo, but I started thinking about the qualities of woo-woo or the aspects of woo-woo, and it was everything related to the right brain and feminine values. I'm like, holy crap, I am apologizing for this extraordinary aspect we have in ourselves, in our nature, in our brains. And that's kind of what I want to talk about. So think about what you mean when you say woo-woo or you hear somebody say woo-woo, like, what do you do? What do you think? Like I immediately like pictured myself or somebody else like rolling their eyes, right? Like, oh God, that's so woo-woo. I think it's our discomfort. I think it's our not really knowing what to do with aspects or, you know, things in our world and our nature and in our experience that are unexplainable, that we don't have words for, that are, you know, it's kind of like, describing a sunset. Like there's no words for some of the awesomeness, you know, in our world and, and in our day-to-day life. So why do we apologize for that? Because we're not used to it, right? We want to, our culture is set up and this is again, like I'm, I want to debunk myths around woo-woo and just like in rewrite the mother code where, you know, let's explore this a little bit. Let's kind of bring it to the surface instead of just going with the crowd, which is what I had been doing. Like, Ooh, you know, I don't want people to think I'm too woo woo. I don't want people to think, you know, I'm into this spiritual stuff, but I do, you know, I'm, I'm ridding myself of that. I'm not going to apologize because I'm not going to apologize for the yin feminine, unexplainable, the unknown, the beauty in the world, like anything that we think of that has feminine values or the feminine aspect, we could probably fit into the bucket of woo-woo. 
So why are we so afraid of it? Why, why is it? I mean, and don't get me wrong. There are people who are unapologetic about it and just like, yeah, I'm, that's me. I'm there. I'm out there. Now, I think what I'll say is I think like in any paradigm, any like aspect, you know, there's a continuum, right? And I think there's sometimes in spiritual practices or in that arena, there can be ungroundedness. You know, there can be aspects of it that people are like, oh, you know, and just kind of act superficial or flighty about it or you know, can be kind of mindless using it. So I, I get that, you know, and I, I want to, I don't know if it's a disclaimer or how we want to talk about that, but that isn't the whole thing. That isn't the experience. Just like on the masculine yang side, everything that's logical, everything that's concrete, you know, I mean, we don't say like, oh God, you know, like roll our eyes, like, yeah, he's so concrete, you know, or she's so concrete. We don't do that, but it has, it's, dark side too, when we, or I don't know, we won't, can't use quite the word ungroundedness. Like it, there's kind of a locked inness about it. Right. And a belief that like everything in that area is, you know, if it's scientifically proven, then it has value. And, you know, maybe it's kind of the opposite. Like we get more kind of dug in about how we don't even question things like that. Like, well, if it's backed by science, then, you know, where's the argument? What's the argument? So we don't really go there in the same way. But I think the problem in that end is we can get like really narrow-minded about it and not expand and not open up. And I think that's where the, some of the insecurity or reactivity around woo-woo comes from because it's an experience, right? It's hopefully you've listened to my podcast interview with Jill Bolte-Taylor where we talk about the four characters of the brain. Well, the truth is, and I think this is why it hit me so much this time, is there is a, a literally a part of our brain that is woo-woo, right? Character three and character four, I'm going to talk as if you understand the Jill Bolte-Taylor nomenclature, but it's super cool. So please listen to it and get her book, Whole Brain Living, because so much of this will make more sense. Because all of these aspects of ourselves and our brain, you know, have value, have a place in our lives. And we could definitely, you know, put character four, which is the space she went to when she had her stroke. And I think everybody could probably name an experience that they've had where you just felt really connected, connected to yourself, connected to the world around you. You saw something beautiful and you, or awestruck. You don't have words for it. And that's what happens in the character three, character four realm is we don't have words for those things. So once we don't have words for it, and then we can't prove it with something scientific, then, well, you know, it either doesn't exist or somebody's making it up. You know, we get kind of insecure about it because we're so based in, you know, concrete and evidence and what we can explain. And that limits us, right? So there's value in all of that. And I, I think when we see them working together, it's beautiful, right? We can have this extraordinary experience. I know I've had many, many experiences that I just can't, I just can't explain. And I think it was hitting me when I was just recently in Mexico for a few weeks and just starting with the fact that like, I knew I had to be there. 
you know, yeah, I could say, hmm, the weather's good or nature. Yes. You know, I'm not dismissing that, but I can't explain the intuitive sense that knew I needed to go there because I knew that's where I'd find the healing that I needed in that moment. You know, I've been dealing with this blood clot issue for the last several months and, you know, doing all the things and doing all the medical. And, but I knew that the medication that I have to be on for this is strong and it's powerful and it has an energy. So while I accept that and I honor, you know, the work that it's doing in my body, I also knew there was a toxicity to it. And I just felt this, right? I can't explain it. I, I don't know if there's some place to look up and, and prove this. I doubt it. But it's following that voice, following that like aspect of ourselves. It's just like, get yourself there. And then, you know, upon arriving, I had a week of like full on woo-woo. <laughs> it was phenomenal. I I was so happy. And and this involved this, it wasn't all pleasant and this isn't all rainbows and sunshine. This involved me doing a sweat lodge in Mexico. They call them a temascal, but it's a sweat lodge where you you sweat, you know, and, and it's led by a shaman, you know, woo-woo, right there. You know, what's a shaman know? Who's he? Like, what does he do? Like, think of all the words that come up if you're, you know, a quack, a, a charlatan. I mean, we just don't even want to accept anyone that is in the field of healing that isn't our Western medicine model. No, I'm not saying we don't want to, but we, you know, I have thoughts at times like, what, what is this all about? And, and is it real? But then I follow my experience, right? So my Western medicine doctor wasn't super happy about me doing the Temascal because it raises your heart rate. And there's, you know, things that you need to be cautionary about it. My more holistic doctor was like, oh my God, that's going to be the best thing for you. And then I checked in with myself, right? So that's about looking outside, talking to experts, getting their different opinions, but then tuning back in to what feels right to me. So I'm like, yep, this, I, I need to do this. And it, that was a beautiful, powerful experience. I really went in with the attention of just releasing, letting go. And that was everything from the physical, literal medication, you know, toxicity, but also my own toxicity, the fear that's been gripping me, the insecurity and upset. And the, I mean, I, I guess I would say mainly the fear, some anger, resentment that I've had to go through this, all of that was there. And I found myself like once I was in there, just gripping my hands and then releasing, gripping and releasing. And, you know, through that process, I was started imagining the blood clot and everything that was like tied to it, leaving my body. And, you know, you go through several rounds. I also had this just incredible, beautiful vision of, as I mentioned earlier, there's four aspects of our brain, but that characters one, two, and three were actually bowing down to character four. So character four is the ultimate woo-woo character, right? That's the there are no boundaries between you and me. We are all one. We are part of the universe. We are magnificent beings, timelessness, no form, no matter, right? That's character four. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, 
Hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather, if that's the space that you're in, and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico. Zihuatanejo meaning land of the goddess women. And coming to really take time for yourself. Okay, and that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go. It's a five and a half day retreat, getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if the idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up, but now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. So what did that mean? And I felt that before I felt like I have kind of honored in my mind and it made sense to me that all of these characters are in service of character four, but they're the ones that are giving me the human experience. But character four is still the space for all those characters to help us access and help us be in touch with. So we remember that we're not just this solid mass of, you know, human flesh, you know, we are this miraculous, amazing being. So I have this, it's beautiful. You know, the, I've gotten to know the, the shaman and his wife and we're hugging and she gives me a gift. And it was just so beautiful that night, totally sick. Now it was so interesting. So I'm arfing my guts out, everything else, you know, I won't go into full details, but I had a sense again, a sense, you know, this wasn't, I've had food poisoning. No, it doesn't feel anything like that. Like, oh, and it was this experience. Really? I haven't had one quite like this, like where I'm in pain. I mean, this is really uncomfortable. It's like, oh, I just want to lay down. And this went on for maybe about 24 hours, but I knew it was just a continuation of the release. Now I couldn't prove that. Like, you know, somebody maybe would have tested my blood. Said, no, you had a pathogen. You had the stomach flu. I don't know. I didn't care. 
It was how I held it. And that's another part of this, right? How do we hold it? What's, what's it mean to us? So there was just that, right? And then I had a lot of like really beautiful connections that week. I got some wonderful news about stuff. And, you know, in the midst of all of that, and then I'll share one more experience because this was all encompassed in this week. Because even this one had me questioning. So my husband and I were getting massages like in our home with these two beautiful women who, you know, we know and have gotten regular massage from. And I'm going to say, you know, the space that we do it in is, is my office, my studio. And I have decked it out in, you know, full woo-woo fashion. There's crystals in there. There's singing bowls. There's, you know, I always smudge the room and I really intentionally created a beautiful space, but one for healing, for treatment. It's where I do my coaching sessions. It's where I journal. It's where I do my own ceremonies. You know, I've really been imbuing this space for several years. So we're in there. I'm having this beautiful massage. I've decided I've started this practice of when I find my mind wandering. It's kind of like a meditation, but you know, in my day to day. And I was doing it during this massage where I'm just sending love to people. You know, I'm just pouring out love. My husband's in there. I'm sending him love and people I know, people who are sick in my life. And then even to like world leaders, right? Like just anyone just imagining holding them in my grasp. And I'm, you know, kind of tripping out on that and having a lovely experience and a beautiful massage. And we finish and I see this look on her face, on Marguerite's face. I'm like, what's going on? And she doesn't speak like total great English, but the message came through beautifully, which was, well, you know, during the massage, like from the corner of the room over there, and she pointed uh, like a red light started emanating. And it was this thin beam of light that first came to Rich and then built up kind of its energy and power and then came over to you. And then there was this beautiful white light. And I'm looking at her, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, well, maybe she's someone who sees light and that's one of her gifts. How amazing. And beautiful. I'm like, thank you so much. This is so beautiful. I'm not even sure like what to do with it. And I said, is this something that, you know, happens for you? And she's like, nope, never, never has happened. I was kind of scared, but then kind of had this sense or feeling that it was, it was a good thing. You know, it wasn't something bad or evil that was happening, but just that she had to check in with herself. But then the really extraordinary thing I think is the other masseuse saw it too, because, and they, they didn't disrupt their massaging. They just kind of kept going, but they looked at each other and, you know, kind of gave each other some affirmation that they both saw this, everything's okay. And I was just literally in tears. Like what a gift, like this woman is like bringing, seeing, bringing this to me. I, and then I started thinking like, that was so much to take in. And later she told me actually the white light were like these white orbs in the room. And there was a part of me that was like, well, I don't know, maybe there were headlights. Well, that couldn't have happened. Maybe, you know, the air conditioning is in that corner and it was like flashing light. I mean, I, I, you know, was a little challenged to think about this. And then I thought, you know, no, I'm choosing to fully take this on, honor this gift, you know, that came, I spent a whole like afternoon journaling about it the next day. I even did a painting, you know, let my creativity go and, and honor it with my creativity. And when I showed her the picture, she, that's when she kind of said like, no, no, the white light, because I drew the white light differently. And she said they were more like orbs. I'm like, okay. But really, I just took it as this gift from the universe. And I 
it was part of what I think got me wanting to talk about this. Cause I'm like, you know, that went a little beyond. I'm like, but you know what? I'm choosing to believe that these things are going on all the time. She just tuned in. Maybe, maybe there was something about us and the environment. I don't know, but I want to honor and take in these gifts when they come. I don't want to shoo them away. I, I want to now have this and keep letting it speak to me and letting it be a force, but also a reminder. And I think that's what I want to close with is when you have experiences like this, it's a reminder that there's more to us than our concrete world that, you know, clinging to that is going to keep me from, you know, having these more connected, connected to the universe, connected to myself, seeing things bigger than the concrete world around me. And I want to invite all of us to that because to me, this is an aspect of mothering ourselves. And I think, you know, it's a very feminine aspect and it is right brain and it is, you know, feminine values and it is allowing the unknown. And for me to allow that unknown space to have meaning. So, you know, in our days, like not to take anything for granted, not to just immediately dismiss things we can't, don't understand or can't explain, but either give it a meaning that you want to, how do you want to be with it? You know, I just want to really encourage you to notice, you know, it's what I do on my spring retreat. I spend like that whole weekend just having us open up to the messages that are in everything from the food we're eating to like the bigger experiences that we're having, that healing messages, all that's there for us. Okay. And I also want to mention, I'm really hoping to have uh, Julie Ryan back on because she was, that was another reason I had a session with her and I don't know, we laughed about woo or something. And so this, you know, it's like, wait, I don't, I don't want to laugh and dismiss that anymore. So we're not going to, we're going to keep talking about it. And I would love for you to join me on this journey. And I have one kind of closing reminder that I have a newsletter. And if you aren't subscribed, please subscribe. You can go to my website, drgertrudelyons.com and sign up for it each month. I send out unique mothering insights, event announcements, resources to help you support, to support you on your mothering woo-woo, where that's the case, journey. So I really want you to be empowered and informed. So much of this is about getting informed. So the link to subscribe, it's actually going to be in my show notes also. And again, you know, visit my website, drgertrudelines.com. So thank you. Go have the most beautiful, unexplainable, magnificent day. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother. Wait, no, subscribe to Mother Her. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com. I'll see you next time.